Hey, home group leaders, welcome to Home Group Heads Up. This is Perry Marshall along with Matthew Mashad today, and we have somebody calling in, a special guest on the phone with us today who's currently quarantined, not because he's sick, but he just has to be quarantined because he did some traveling. Jay Ewing. Jay, can you hear us? What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey. Well, uh, we're doing well. It's it's a bummer that you're not with us, but uh, glad that we can at least leverage some modern technology to have you with us on the phone today. So, hey, leaders, we just want to say that uh, there's a lot going on right now in our world, in your world, and we want to just jump right in headfirst right now to probably the most pressing thing in your mind. So uh, we're talking to you right now on November 11th, and I just point that up because um, things are changing so rapidly. So even by the time you listen to this, things may have changed already, but we're talking about COVID and we're talking about all of the different school districts and how they're responding. And of course, then um, how the county governments are responding and how we are responding as a church. And so um, I just got word today that Boulder Valley has decided to transition here in the near future to fully online for the next uh, for the rest of the the semester. Um, I know St. Vrain is apparently meeting tonight, and they may make a similar decision. So by the time you listen to this, that decision may have already been made. And I know some of the other districts too. Matthew, you said Adams County has also Adam, made yeah, that. Adams yeah, Adams twelve. Yeah. So bottom line is um, you're probably wondering or maybe you've been wondering for quite some time about what the future is going to hold for home groups. And uh, we recognize that in many cases, you guys will make the decision to pivot to being online, to meeting online, at least for the near term. And we want to be here alongside of you to help you out with that. If you've been meeting in person and you have questions about what it would look like for you to meet online, we just encourage you to reach out to us. Um, if you're in Thornton, reach out to Matthew. If you're in Erie, reach out to Jay. If you're in Boulder, reach out to me. You can also, of course, reach out to Cindy Norman in Erie. You can reach out to Steph Gerthy in Boulder, too. But let us know um, that you're thinking about pivoting to fully online, or maybe you uh, have already made that that choice, but you're just not sure how to do it. We would like to help you get set up so that you can make that transition well. Just know that we are also keeping our eye on all of these latest changes that are coming out, the increase in, in cases um, statewide, and uh, we're trying to make decisions as rapidly as we can, but we're, we're sometime, we sometimes feel like we're behind the curve on that just because things are, are changing so rapidly. So if you have a question about what it means for your home group, please just reach out to us and uh, we'll do our best to try to give you guidance in the moment. Anything else we want to say about that, yeah. guys? No, I would say it's just to all remind ourselves, especially home group leaders, that uh, Jesus is definitely not surprised by this. He's definitely not worried by this. And um, in these seasons, we've got to remember that um, it's going to be different for all of our groups. It's going to be different based upon each of our communities. And um, we need to carry a lot of grace towards uh, people's um, decisions um, in this season. We've been saying that since the beginning of COVID that every has everyone has a COVID comfort. And so if your group doesn't meet this week or it flops big time, it is not your fault. And um, 
you know, we're going to have to be very patient with one another uh, through this season as we figure it out. Patient with us as a staff, as we figure out how to respond as a church, and then patient with those in your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good word, Jay. Really good word. All right, well, let's let's move on to the next thing in our agenda for today, for this week. Uh, we want to talk about service projects, but specifically we want to talk about Operation Christmas Child because the time frame is pretty tight for those. Um, if my count is right here, it looks like we have about 12 days left to um, be able to um, turn in a box, put a box together, and, and send it in. If you're not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, Matthew, what is that whole effort about? Yeah. The gist of it is that you would fill a shoebox or maybe a small plastic tote about the size of a shoebox with just gifts for kids in third world countries uh, around the world. Operation Christmas Child has been operating for years and years, and and they do a really great job of getting gifts, these these, uh, gift boxes to kids who just need some uh, whatever it is is in those boxes. Sometimes there is toothbrush, sometimes toothpaste, sometimes just the box itself. If it's a plastic tote can be really helpful for them. But then the encouragement of the the toys that are in there. And then with that, they bring the gospel message to them. And, and it's just a really encouraging time for that. There should be all the details you would ever think you would need on our website believe there is a dedicated page just for Operation Christmas Child. So uh, for sure can head there, find anything, as well as any of the three campuses will have uh, op- the actual Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes if you want to be uh, uh, fancy and get the actual ones. You can come to any of the campuses during normal business hours and, and pick those up. Also get some brochures and and. Uh, then the key thing is, as Perry was saying, drop-off date is approaching. You can drop those boxes off to any of the three campuses. Mm-hmm. Right. So these boxes go all over the world to children in need. And like Matthew was describing, toys, hygiene products go inside of them. They're a great way to bless people. And the gospel goes with the boxes. So as the boxes are being distributed, little kids get to hear the gospel. It's a really neat ministry. You can find information on, uh, on the events webpage at calvarybible.com. You can also see it uh, if you go to the Connect menu at the top of the screen, and you have the drop-down, and you'll see some different opportunities for Boulder and for Erie. Click on whichever campus you have. It looks like we haven't updated it with Thornton yet, but there is also information for Operation Christmas Child at that link as well. So let me give you a little bit of specifics. This is just for Boulder home group leaders. Um, the 19th is the last day to drop off a box at the church office because that's a Thursday and we're closed on Friday. Um, there's also going to be instructions though for how to drop them off on up till the until the 22nd at the residence of one of our members who lives in in Longmont. You'll find you can see more information about that on the website as well. And we're also going to be sending out information about it too in our email update to you later this week. So um, be looking for that. Matthew, you have one more thing. Yeah, and on the Thornton campus, sometimes some of our hours are a little wonky. I'll be sending out updated hours of when you can be dropping those boxes off as well. Okay, and Jennifer Jones will be handling the details for that on the Erie campus. So if you have questions uh, and you're at the Erie campus, um, just reach out to Jennifer. All right, hey, let's move 
um, let's move into the sermon for this week. And we are traveling at warp speed this week because we are going from where we were last week in Acts chapter chapter 20, and we are going to go ahead and just cover eight chapters of Acts. So uh, get your exercise clothes on, get ready to break a sweat, because we are going to be moving people this this weekend. Um, Pastor Tom is going to take us on its whirlwind tour, but through it all, he has three basic points that he's going to point out about Paul's life. He's going to talk about how Paul demonstrates that his prayer life is a shared life with Jesus. He talks about how Paul's faith was absolutely contagious. Great line in there where he talks about Paul's faith and how Paul was a super spreader of faith. I love that line. It's a great image. And then finally, how Paul had a steadfast resolve to finish strong, to finish what God had begun in his life. So you're going to be jumping around this week. It's not going to be an easy, like, we'll study these verses out of Acts chapter 20. Instead, we're going to be jumping all over the map into various sections of the book of Acts, but not only that, into some of Paul's other letters as well. We'll try to include those passages, the key passages, as well as possible, as well as we can on the questions for this week and the leader's guide, especially. But this week is going to be a little bit different than what we've been accustomed to in the past weeks. And, you know, that might actually be a good thing for your group. Um, It's sometimes good to get into a a pattern and a habit, but it's also sometimes good to break out of that. So I think there will be uh, some good opportunities for you guys to have a little different experience this weekend or this week as you um, get into this final kind of look at the book of Acts. Just so you know where we're going to, we'll have Acts, um, finishing up Acts this week, and then we have one more message related to Acts next week. And then after that, we are done with this series in the book of Acts. And then after Thanksgiving, we'll be moving into a series in Advent. So just so you know what's coming up. Now, about Thanksgiving, um, we want to encourage you all in that week, uh, the Sunday following Thanksgiving, to, of course, use your own discretion in terms of what your group wants to do. But we really want to encourage you to have the freedom to take that that Sunday off or to even take that week off if you meet, if you don't meet on Sunday. It's good for you to have a break. And um, that's just something that we want to encourage you to think about. You don't have to, again, but it can be good for you to, to take a breather and to um, just be able to enjoy the Thanksgiving weekend without having to prepare and lead home group. So um, just be considering that as we go forward. Um, We also want to talk about one other issue um, that doesn't get a lot of attention on this podcast, and uh, we want to give it some attention right now, though, because it has to do with um, one of the core things that home groups are meeting around, and that is the topic of prayer. We want you to be able to have a great experience together in prayer to the Lord, but we know that that can be a struggle sometimes. Matthew, what are some of those struggles that maybe home groups might be running into with their prayer time? Yeah, I think one that my home groups have run into before is uh, just lack of sharing with prayer requests. I mean, you might start your prayer time with, hey, does anyone have any prayer requests? And you hear crickets and uh, then you sit there and you look around and make awkward eye contact and, and then you decide, all right, well, I guess I'll pray to close this out. Yeah. And that stems from a few different reasons, but yeah, that's, that's one of the, yeah. That's staring at each other, awkward, a little bit of eye contact. That sounds like a podcast I did one time with a group of other guys, but yeah, totally. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can I speak into that, Matthew? I would love to. Absolutely. Um, 
one of the things you taught us in when it comes to worship is we we go first and one of the best opportunities when people don't have prayer requests is actually the leader sharing something that's very personal going on and that's not to manufacture anything but just we we lead by example and um sometimes what the group needs is just us going first and sharing something that's going on in our own lives that they can be praying for yeah that's a really good really good reminder jay and i would say as well um, every once in a while it can be helpful too to even put not just that you go first as a leader, but um, that you put prayer first in your meetings. Of course, mm-hmm. it depends on how you've structured yeah. things. But um, if you want to give prayer more focus and maybe um, jumpstart that whole aspect of your home group experience together, think about taking a week where you start off even before you watch the sermon doing prayer time or maybe right after the sermon before you jump into to the discussion together, you commit to praying before you have the discussion. You might be surprised what happens. I know in the experiences that I've seen where that has has occurred, sometimes that prayer time just ends up taking on a whole new dimension and, and um, importance that you've maybe never even experienced or maybe haven't experienced in a long time. So think about giving it the priority of, um, of just your greatest amount of attention and your greatest energy by putting it earlier on in your meeting time together. And that can also be a way to um, just have somewhat of a breakthrough in that whole area. Uh, Another strategy. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, it's uh, I would say another sort of way in which to prepare the ground, like you're talking about is to text everyone or email everyone a day before say, Hey, we're going to do prayer requests. Be thinking of things we can be praying for you. So laying the groundwork of expectations to maybe be helpful in breaking through some of that awkward sure. yeah. that happens. And I was going to say another ahead, uh, thing alongside of, of prioritizing prayer, putting it first, is uh, as people are just sharing their life with you, maybe they're answering a question, maybe they're just talking about how their week went have the freedom to say, Hey, can we pray for you right now? And just stopping the group to, to pray for that person. If they're sharing something that was tough, that came up that they're struggling with that wherever they're at with their, whatever they're talking about, just take that moment and say, let's pray. Right. Yeah. And I think as, as we continue to progress through this season that none of us knows how everything's going to unfold in the next few weeks or months, but as we as we continue to move this direction where it seems like just anxiety levels are rising, people are stressed because of all of the uncertainty and the pressures of this season, uh, prayer is going to become even more and more essential for us individually, but as a group too. And so I would really encourage you all to um, just lean in to that, lean into your, your time together in prayer, because this can be something that forges us together in unity as the body, and can also um, pay off and have great dividends in your own discussion time, too. Because as you grow together as a group, you grow relationally, you grow closer to the Lord, um, your discussion time is only going to grow deeper, too. Yeah, this is a great week to start that conversation or start that trend as well, as Tom will say it throughout his message, that a prayer life is a shared life with Mm -hmm. Jesus and goes on to talk through of, of how Paul has continuously prayed 
through his whole imprisonment, which was about probably four years. It's the, it's, uh, and he, uh, Tom brings in other passages as, as Perry was talking about that center around prayer and how it can be a powerful tool when we are praying consistently. And it's a, it's a, uh, I say tool, but it's a way that we align ourselves with Jesus and, and he uh, is able to commune with us through prayer. So this is a great week to start that shift in your group. If, if your group isn't quite there yet. And one way that I've, I've had success in my group is just setting prayer time up as that, like, this is a time that we want to enter in as a, as a group together to commune with the Lord that whether we're praying for each other, praying for our church or our nation, or just praising him for who he is, we want to do this together because we want to be as a group in communion with the Lord. Yeah, it's a good word. Well, um, as we have talked about prayer, why don't we take a minute to pray for the groups for this week. And uh, Jay, would you just mind closing us out with a good word of prayer to ask for the Lord's blessing and favor on all of our groups? Yeah, that's, thank you. I'd definitely be honored to. Let's pray together. Father, you are in heaven and you know all things that are laid before us. You know when we will listen to this podcast and what is going on in each of our lives. So we ask that you, Lord, would be so kind to give us great joy, great comfort, knowing that your spirit is so near, and your presence is so near to us, that you would continue to teach what it is to trust in you, what it is to depend upon you for um, our daily needs and desires, and that you would, Jesus, would move in each of our groups that in crisis and in these moments of great unrest, we as groups would bond together and pray um, powerfully to you. And that we would be people who would talk and teach and remind each other uh, that the kingdom of God um, is a powerful kingdom and a kingdom worth pursuing together. And so Jesus uh, continued to unite us as a church as you've called our leadership to ask for and continue to unite us under the banner of christ so we pray for each of these leaders that this week would be a great week for them and for the group and that they would trust you um, as they lead in uncertain times it's in your name i pray amen amen thanks jay thanks matthew Good to talk. And to all of you leaders out there, and we are so grateful for the work that you do on a continuous basis. And uh, we are continuing to pray for you. We pray the Lord would strengthen you, give you the energy, just like Jay said. And um, we look forward to seeing how the Lord continues to work here at Calvary and in your group specifically. Have a great week, everybody.